Hi, this is Ilya Neischuler from Biting Elbows, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> friends welcome back to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name is kevin Kraft, joined by a man in long beach who is currently showing his boner to snoop dogg that's jeff clark windmilling around vip records baby <laughs> and uh we are shuddyless this week yep. shuddy quit shuddy free we are sans shuddy. No racism or pedophilia this episode. Sorry, fans. No. Uh, shuddy is actually in Texas. He's got yep. a, uh, a you know a family thing he's dealing with, so he had to do a, uh, a last minute trip to um, Texas yesterday. Yeah. So uh, he'll, Yeah, he'll he'll be able to fill everybody in. Next week on his travels yeah. and the details, but I, I let him know with his blessing that I would just give a vague explanation for, for where he was. Yeah, he did a good job there. Spoiler alert, me and uh, Shuddy are barbecue Eskimo brothers now, and I can't wait to talk about that during the uh, the next episode Shuddy's on, oh, which yeah. probably be another next week, right? <clears throat> yeah, that was the first thing Shuddy texted us when he got to Texas was he just was grandstanding with some barbecue that looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the place that he went to is I thought I think it's famous in Dallas. I mean, I've been there. It's called the Pecan Lodge. I talked about it after I visited uh Dallas, the next uh, MSPH. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, it's in the Deep Ellum neighborhood of Dallas. Fucking bomb. We jumped me when I went, me and my friends jumped the line because um you you can you can order ahead of everyone else if you're not going to be seated or or if you order more than five pounds. That was an easy number to clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, five pounds each or combined? <laughs> All right, fuck it. Give me six pounds of brisket. <laughs> Come on. You know I would uh, I would add some variety there. I did two pounds of brisket, two, probably three pounds of meat and a pound of pulled, pulled pork. And give me two pounds of biscuits. Can I get four pounds of mac and cheese? Oh, that's that's a solid order. I yeah. went to uh, when I went to Austin uh, for my for my brother in law's bachelor party. His college buddies planned all this shit ahead of time, and I think the place we went to was Franklin Barbecue. I feel like there's two <laughs> places in I mean, there's a million places to get barbecue in Austin, but two places that are you know like. What are the Philly cheesesteak places like Geno's and uh, Pat's? Pat's, yeah. I guess they're like the Geno's and Pat's of Austin. So we went to Franklin. Franklin. Franklin's the most famous. Okay, yeah, that's the one we went to. And when we showed up, there was, you know, this was in the summer, so it was boiling, boiling fucking hot. And there was all these people wrapped around the block just waiting in line. And we ordered, you know, a, a huge buffet of barbecue to go so we got to just cut the line 
pay, pick up our shit, and leave. And I guess people start lining up there like two hours before the place even opens. Sometimes mm-hmm. people camp out. Sometimes there's there's kids that patrol the line and they, they offer to hold somebody's place if you pay them. Yeah, I heard you could pay a kid like 50 bucks and just wait in line for you. Yeah, so that just, it sounds like they're not fucking around when when that's when that's the type of options you're presented with at a fucking uh, barbecue place. No, it, it's I mean it's world famous. My one of my good friends moved to, to Austin, Texas, and made it a point to tell me whenever we whenever I visit, we're definitely going to check that place out. Um, despite you know it being pretty touristy, it, it's worth the hype. I mean, as as you know, how how delicious was it? Oh, it was great. I'm not even that big of a fan of sausage, but their sausage was fucking killer. I'm I'm not either. That's one of the lower. Or the uh, barbecue meats I'm least excited about, I guess. Yeah, right? It just seems like a waste. It's it's just like, you know, a glorified hot dog. They're a little harder to eat. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel like they're as, as flavorful as some of the other meats. Or at least a flavor yeah. that I enjoy. I, I don't know. Sausage-flavored shit is high on my list. Yeah, I don't, I don't think of like a authentic barbecue experience when i think of an authentic barbecue experience doesn't usually involve that much sausage a lot of brisket a lot of a lot of ribs a lot of pulled pork mac and cheese i feel like the mac and cheese at a barbecue spot is as important as anything else yeah yeah i'll sign off on that i mean you can get some phenomenal ribs and that obviously carry the meal and you can you can leave a barbecue establishment very very happy if all you got and all you all you enjoyed were the great ribs but you are going to be a little disappointed if the sides suck especially the mac and cheese yeah i feel like getting barbecue without mac and cheese is like getting a hot dog without a bun what the fuck are you doing well yeah well said it's like burgers and no fries jesus christ man so i'm 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 digging that wu-tang uh basketball jersey you got yeah, this new? is my uh, – when I played in the men's league, um, we named our team the Wu Block, and my buddy got a bunch of, like, Wu-Tang jerseys, like, kind of custom-made. They're not our – they don't have our last name on the backs, but this is our this is our men's uh, rec league basketball jersey. Did you get your own, like, um, Wu-Tang member knockoff nicknames? The like, Dragon? Were you, were yeah, you, you're damn right I did. Or were you Gay Kwan? <laughs> you son of a bitch. That was a good one. No, uh no, no, there's no nicknames. We just we call ourselves the Woo Block and I have these jerseys. If you if I'm wearing this I'm the toast can, face killer. You can assume that it's uh that laundry needs to get done on my at my house. And that's that's why I'm wearing this. Does your new crib have like a a, 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 a your own laundry thing or do you have to go to the laundry room? We have a laundry room at the bottom of our stairs. It's very, very close. It's only a dollar twenty-five wash and load. So what's up? Two fifty for one load. Oh, that's not bad. And at we all. share it with like one other apartment. And it's just—is it always full? No, it's it's always empty. No shit. Yeah. So there's only one. Uh, there's there's one apartment or two apartments splitting. A washer and a dryer. I mean, there's. I've never had an issue, but I've only done my laundry like 
three times since I moved in here. Twice. You're listening to uh, Southern California Apartment Living Laundry Talk. <laughs> yeah, I, had... I really let my my uh, my laundry pile up. I hope that's exciting for all the Puminati. I think that stays on brand with, with the Jeff Clark lifestyle. Yeah, I had an exciting day today. I, I actually you? needed to do laundry, couldn't, so that's why I'm wearing this. But I couldn't because my day was so eventful. And I woke up at like 5 a.m. What time do you go to bed if you're waking up at 5 a.m.? Uh, I'm usually out by like 10, 10.30. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Every time we play Fortnite, I'll try to jump on around 8, 8.30 if you guys are on. You and like Ginger. Yeah. Um, and if, you could, if, you, if you're paying attention, if you could tell by like 9.30, like I'm just like, <laughs> I'm done, dude. I'm just I'm tired. Oh. Does anybody have any steel or something? With my job, well, I, you know, I'll just put this on the job before the, my current job. You know, I uh, I was working from home in sports media, and my whole department was based on the East Coast. So I was running on East Coast time, so I'd be starting at 6 a.m. when they would start at 9. With, my, uh, with this current job, I start at 7 a.m., you know, when I had to commute in the office, that means I'm waking up at 5 a.m. So, like, I, I honestly just naturally wake up at 5 a.m. Plus, my dog's been sleeping with me. You know, when she's got a shit in the morning, she'll wake me up. So. Yeah, when I was when I was on the East Coast and I was still working for, for Stern, I never really got accustomed to the early morning life. Like, thank God for Steve Brandano when we were roommates because he kicked my door and woke me up after oversleeping so many fucking times. How long were you and Steve Brandano working together before you decided to become roommates? Uh, so Is that the big step? When or I could- was uh, an intern, so I started interning in 06, and then I got hired in 07, so... I had, like, it was a bitch of a commute when I was living with my mom, getting into the city every day. And sometimes, actually, I had a really good streak of Steve bringing me on the intern show. So, I think that was Wednesday night, and anytime I was doing the intern show, that it was on at, like, 8 o'clock at night, and we would get into the office around, like, 5 a.m., so... I would just be at the office all day until the intern show started, and then I would just crash at Steve's place afterwards. And then when I got hired, somebody in that building, it was only like three floors, somebody in that building moved out, so I moved into the top floor when Steve was in the basement. And then for a little while, Steve moved to Hoboken, and I moved down into the basement, and then our roommate down there, I forget where he moved to, I think he moved back into the city, and then Steve sw- did like a switcheroo. Steve came came back in. So you say it sounds like you were Steve Randano's Jeff Clark. Like you were saying, you were sleeping on his couch. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, but like I I never got accustomed to waking up that early in the morning. Never. I fucking hated it. Um, even as tired as I was, I still couldn't even force myself to go to bed at a decent time. So I, I never got a full night's sleep. 
And then the second I didn't have to wake up that early anymore, I never did. It wasn't like, oh boy, well, just on that schedule. So here I am up at 4.30 in the morning. Fuck no. See, I, uh, you know, when I was in a relationship, I was still waking up early, but it was harder for me to go to sleep. Um, in my, I don't know, my guess or my rationale behind that is because I was, I was, you know, drinking less beer, smoking less pot. Now I, you know, I, I have no, uh, no girlfriend to tie me down or to babysit me. So I'm just, yeah, you know, just, by the time you're ready for bed, you're fully sedated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I, I'm essentially going on. I don't even go to sleep. I just become unconscious at like 10, 10, 10 or 10 30. Yeah, but I, oh man, and then like, so before I was roommates with Steve or even living in the same building as Steve, I had to make that commute from my mom's place and I used to have to wake up at like 2.45 a.m. just to get into the city on time. Fuck that. So I would work like, you know, a 14-hour day pretty much. And then do an hour of radio with Steve on the intern show. And then go back and crash at his place, wake up, and go right back into the office. <clears throat> Grinding. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, you know? Yeah, if you want to be in the dying medium of radio. Actually. I think it's coming so back. It is, man. You know, SiriusXM is kicking ass. Like, the yeah. subscriber numbers just keep going up. And I'm not just saying that as, like, a company, man. If it were not the case, I would just keep my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like think, things are going good over there. I feel like the quarantine is helping all like forms of entertainment and media a little bit, as as opposed to just. I feel like people originally just thought like when the quarantine was happening, a lot of people would just watch more TV. I'm actually watching like a lot less TV. I pretty much watch no TV because most of the TV that I was watching was sports. Uh, so I'm 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 listening to more podcasts. I I keep I keep saying this, but I got to get one of those serious um, three month trials and memberships because I want to listen to more radio. I want to listen to more audio content. I actually want to read more books. Um, so I, I you know I, I I I hear what you're saying. I understand what, you, what you're saying. Like I, I and I believe that your the serious numbers are going up. Uh, well, uh, give me one second here. Okay, so. If you go to, oh, this is going to be kind of convoluted, but SiriusXM.us slash Jason Ellis SXM, you can get uh, a free trial for streaming up to, it goes to May 31st, so you get a couple weeks of it for free. But it, this is the convoluted part. It's case sensitive. <laughs> so it's... SiriusXM.us slash capital J and Jason, capital E and Ellis, and capital SXM. Capital SXM? Yeah. So the SXM is all capital or just the X? Or just the S? Whoa, this is weird. I think this is a Google Voice calling us. Someone's calling our voice line. In real time. Can we answer it now? Let's try. Call from. To accept, press one. Okay. 
I've sent the caller to voicemail. What? Goodbye. Oh. I didn't press anything. I thought you pressed press one, Kevin, you pussy. It didn't give me a chance to. She didn't even yeah, finish. Yeah, they were pretty fast. You know what? You probably can't because it's a free Google voice line, so they probably don't even let you take live calls. Got to pay for that. Got to give more money to Google because we need it. <laughs> I hear Yeah, I hear you. Just to play devil's advocate, Google doesn't really charge much for, for things. But I hear you. I, I hear you. So what, like, do you, since you don't watch a lot of TV, do you just sit in your living room listening to podcasts? Yeah, I'll listen to podcasts. I, I, I read. Uh, I'm paying, I'm, 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 um, I'm doing a lot of like research about the upcoming NFL football season because I plan on betting a whole bunch of money if they're actually going to play. So I'm just trying to tighten do that it up. Again. I'm going to do like a, I'm trying to do like a 32 team um, betting bible for the NFL uh, season on my on my um, um uh, for the sports betting website that I that I work for that I write for. So that'll be pretty time consuming. It'll probably take me like three or four hours a day to do one of those. And that's 32 days. So I'm like prepping for that stuff. I've been doing, I've been playing a lot of online poker. Um, I've, I've been hanging out with my dog a lot too. I mean, that's like more of a, you know, a recent thing, but that's how, that's how I've been killing the time and haven't been watching, uh, you know, a lot of movies. That's why I'm kind of uh, behind on things to review. The only thing that I've really been watching is the, the last dance documentary, the the Michael Jordan documentary, which has been really cool. But yeah, I've been just hanging out with the the dog a lot. Uh, today was spa day. Spa um, day. Yeah, I uh, gave gave little Allie a, a shower, a bath, and a uh, brushed her teeth. Um, she was a good girl, so I went to the dog bakery and picked her up a treat. And I also went to House and Paw and picked her up a treat and uh, and a little toy. What's House and Paw? It's just like a, it's like an expensive like dog store and oh on Second God. Street in Long Beach. You are such a SoCal foo foo bitch. I know. I'll be back. I, I have to go get my puppy a, a doggy pecan pie. She was a good girl, so I got her a, a Barky brownie. Oh, one for you, one for me. <laughs> be honest. Be honest. What are the what are the selfish ulterior motives there? Did you go to that bakery because you also enjoy their their treats? <laughs> you know, Jeff, you were a good boy too. There was, I would say, I guess, the most selfish motive was just getting on my bicycle on my off day. I was able to bike down to Second Street. I love riding my bicycle, dude. It's like my funnest, like little hobby. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I've been going for walks just to get a little fresh air. By the way, shout out to Mike Catherwood. I did his podcast. Mikey likes you. And he um, tried to give me, you know, a rundown of stuff and ways that I can I can shed some pounds and lose my belly and my tits and maybe tone up a little bit. And one of the things he suggested is, you know, getting your 10,000 steps a day in and you got to go for walks. And I didn't realize he thought that 10,000 steps would be like two and a half, maybe three miles. It's actually more like five, I think. Yeah. Um, and I... You know, I go I go walk for like an hour, and I, you know, you don't get five miles in an hour, but I'm getting close. And I pass a couple bike shops on my walk every time, 
and they are always they're like the the Starbucks of quarantine. They're fucking people outside bullshit and smoking cigarettes. They're packed. Like there's ca- a bunch of cars parked out front. Like is there some yeah. weird bicycle thing I'm not, I'm not aware of? Like I know I've noticed this too. I think they're like bike, the speakeasies. I think like bike shops were deemed essential and people with bikes are like just going there and hanging out because they have nothing else to do. Like I want to say that like the the same people that are into biking are definitely into coffee shops. And if a coffee shop is closed, they're like, all right, fuck it. We'll just go hang out at the bike shop. Yeah, I'm going to go sniff some tires. I don't yeah, know. A weird I, I, mean, thing I, of, I of love my bike, but I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to buy, like, a lot of accessories. I don't know. So I don't, there's no reason for me to go to a bike shop. I don't even have a helmet. I've got my basket and I've got my bell. That's all I need. No, I, I A, want to get a bell and a basket. So I'm going to go to the bike <laughs> store. And get, and get those. Well, I just want a basket for my dog. I want to be able to take my dog and my and my bicycle. Did you see that video that went out on Twitter of like this poofy little poof white poodle poof dog on the back of like a biker? There's a whole gang of bikers waiting at a light, and this dog is just sitting on the seat behind the guy. And the second the light turns green and the guy like revs the engine, the dog just instantly springs up, puts his hands on the the driver's shoulders and the guy just peels out like the dog has (laughs) no harness no safety measures whatsoever it's fucking crazy you haven't seen that no such a good boy i hope that gets treat or he gets treats when he's home oh man i'm gonna see if i can because i I saw it because doug benson retweeted it let me see oh here it is okay i don't know if let me know if you can see it or not yeah so she's he or she, whatever the dog sex is, is standing like like sideways on the bike. You know what I mean? Like so it has to turn its body to get both its paws on the shoulders of the biker if it's gonna do that, which you, oh, you, know, yeah. you already said it will. So that's so cool. Alright, here we go, here we go. Man, I didn't realize right here. <laughs> But look at that. That dude's cruising. Dude, dogs are so fucking cool. And you that dog doesn't miss a the beat. Shit. Like, d- does that look... I know I'm a pussy and everything, but, like, that doesn't seem very safe at all. Like, that dog has a very, very small margin of for error between just instant death. Right, like... You have to practice that, right? You have to train the dog. So, like, there was never a time <laughs> the dog fell off the fucking motorcycle? Like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Like, at least put some sort of, like, leash that goes around the body and tie it to you. So, if it falls, it's not going to, like, strangle it by the neck. And you have to make the leash short enough so where it doesn't just fucking drag the dog behind you, the motorcycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to put on like a, a harness, not even like a leash, like around the neck, like a harness. Yeah, so I feel it like catches it, the whole body. Even if like something like popped out in the middle of the road and that guy had to like turn the bike real quick, that dog is fucking history. Yeah, I mean, you're only like, you can't, I don't know, you can't make any power moves with that dog in the back of your bike. You got to drive real cautiously. You would think, but I don't know, these fucking dogs, man. There's just, the internet will show dogs doing cool shit all the time. 
Um, I want to teach my dog like cooler tricks. I I'm envious of the of the dogs that can ride skateboards. Like I love that shit. Seeing a dog on a skateboard is like my I just think like the funniest shit ever. Yeah, and you it looks like Allie is one of those dogs that could potentially maybe ride one of those penny boards. She's smart. She yeah, she's tiny. She needs to get like a little a little skateboard. She's she's tiny. She's uh, smart. I mean, she can play dead. She can roll over, you know. Uh, she can sit and sit pretty, so she sits on her hind legs. She does fist bumps. She's cool. We just got to teach her. She's too small to get, like, beer, do shit like that, like go to, the, go to the, the refrigerator and grab a beer. Have you ever seen a dog do that? No. On the, you've never seen it, like, on the internet? I mean, I've seen it in cartoons, but I didn't know you could actually train a dog to go bite a can of beer and bring it to you. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people, uh, people's dogs go to the refrigerator, open the refrigerator, get a beer, and bring it Jesus. back. Like it's fucking sick. Like I don't, I, I can't imagine the amount of training that it would take to do that. All I gotta do is but. teach my dog to wipe my ass after that, and I'm fucking set. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here. I got an email from Thunderwolf. Um, he he doesn't like you, right? Or am I thinking of someone else? I don't think Thunderwolf likes me. I feel like a lot of people are turning on me. Thank yeah, God for yeah. thank God for you and Shuddy, because people people are still listening for you guys. Yeah, but no uh, one's downloading this podcast for your dumbass. Nah, that. I lost everybody. But uh, Thunderwolf isn't mad at anybody in this email. He it just says snack attack, and then when you open it, he says, "I wanted to see if you guys have tried these before." Spoiler alert, they're delicious. And it looks like they're wafer cookies. Little wafer pastries, like cubes. Uh, One is tiramisu, and the other is hazelnut. And they're two different companies that make, like, the same cube of wafer. Quadratini and Gaston Lago Party Wafers. I'll send you a picture of these. Do you know like where Thunderwolf things... is from? I don't, but these kind of look possibly Canadian. Like I don't want to be, I don't, don't want to be cheap or anything. But if he sends me some, I'll fucking, I'll try them. I, I don't know unless I, unless when you show me the picture, I, I recognize them. But I've never, I don't. Based think on you, you describing them, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, these look like they could be Canadian. I don't. Or or no, maybe they're Italian because it says product of Italy on one and number one in Italy on the other one. But all the letters are English. Yeah, I can see Thunderwolf being Italian. <laughs> it's a me. Uh, I'm a Thunderwolf. Um, no Thunderwolf. If uh, did you? All right, you just sent him. I just texted him the picture. Piece. Yeah. I can't see the top of the hazelnut ones. They look somewhat familiar, but mm, no. Nah, Thunderwolf, if you uh, if you can send me these, I'll I'll uh, I'll try them on the snack attack. And if you don't, I don't know if you're a, a ten dollars subscriber, but if not, I'll I'll send you the the link so you can watch the video. I don't. I've never. I've I, yeah. I don't have any handicap or or scouting report on these. I like wafers. I like wafer cookies. Are you a wafer fan? Yeah, I don't mind it. 
I, fu- I feel like I've had snacks kind of like those before, and they're good. I fuck with that. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they'll get a high score, but, I mean, I don't think they'll be bad. Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, Shuddy's not here to help us with the recap, but there was a fantastic event over the weekend. Uh, I feel like I feel like viewership was up this time around. I feel like we really need. I don't want to spend as much time on it as we did as last time, but I feel like we got to get these numbers up. Like even though there was a decent amount of people watching, it is so much fun watching these MSPH wrestling events that Dom puts on, which I think is the WWE 2K19 game. Yep. Where he creates uh, all of us as custom-made wrestlers, and then sometimes he makes them and sometimes he downloads templates of celebrities and famous people, and then he made a whole bunch of models of the Puminati and introduced a bunch of them in in, uh, this event. Yeah, we had a, a, a female Puminati triple threat match. Are you going to go through the matches and, and name the winners? Yeah, we'll do a, a quick recap. Unfortunately, so this this took place over the weekend on Saturday. I had a family Zoom thing that I had to do. And then this, the wrestling thing is about 60 to 90 minutes, would you say? I thought, it, I, thought I would say 90 to two hours. I thought it was close to two hours. And then immediately after that, myself, Shuddy, Jeff, and Ginger and Juice streamed on Twitch playing Fortnite for a couple of hours. So the second I got done with my family, I called in an order, ran down the block to pick it up. And by the time I got back, I just got just managed to catch the tail end of the inaugural MSPH Women's Championship, which was a triple threat, no DQ match. Featuring Curvy Beer Girl, Red Rage, and Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, I showed up right as Margot Robbie entered the ring. So I watched the whole match, but I was running late too. I, I went to Whole Foods to get some pizza and snacks to stock up for the uh for the event. I was jacked up for it. And it was so it was so well done. And you you're right, we gotta get our numbers up. But I went to Whole Foods beforehand. Uh the event started at five. I went to Whole Foods at like 4.15, and it was fucking post-apocalyptic, bro. There was a line like from the door at Whole Foods to around the corner and like down the block on PCH. Every There was seven registers open. Every one of them had, were like 15 customers deep. All the aisles were filled with people waiting to be checked out. It was fucking... I, I don't believe it was just like the quarantine's fault. Like it was crazy how busy it was. It what was could crazy. it have been? Why was it like that? I don't I don't I can't fully grasp it because you know you you got to practice safe distancing and all that, right? So there's six feet of separation between you and the next guy or the guy behind you, guy or girl behind you in the line of the checkout. But even if there wasn't all that separation. Like the place would have been the place would have been nuts if it like either way, like there was enough separation where people weren't on top of each other, but that doesn't mean it wasn't it wouldn't have been busy either way. I don't know, it was fucking crazy. I, I couldn't really grasp it, but I almost missed 
part of the first match. So I was running a little late myself. Thank God Dom staggered it. But yeah, I'm sorry. First match was the 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 female triple threat match. Yeah. So um, just from Dominic's recap, the there was a lot of curvy beer girl uh, taking shots at Margot Robbie, and then Red Rage club Margot Robbie over the back, and then. Uh, it seemed like Curvy Beer Girl was about to take it, and Red Rage hit her with a butt punch and got the three count. So Red Rage won the first ever triple threat no DQ match for the MSPH Women's Championship. So shout out to you, Red Rage, and I'm glad one of the two real humans won that match and not the robot Margot Robbie. <laughs> it's good to keep that the the championship with within the Puminati. And they got a, a customized championship belt that's uh it's our our old Patreon like um cover photo of us at the 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 recent the most recent JC Penny photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, the 90s and, photo shoot. Yeah, that's yeah. like the front of the belt. It's it's pretty awesome actually. So then the next match was an eight-man ladder match for the MSPH Money in the Bank briefcase, which featured Mike Snooze, a.k.a. the Voice of God, versus Bonesy, versus oh, Big Sexy, versus Shawnee Killface, versus Ginger and Juice, versus Spat, versus Dominic, versus Clowny Hair. Yeah. So all, just about all of those guys are uh, in our in our Slack channel or uh, Patreon subscribers. So Except they, for Clowny uh, here. Clowny here is a cheap bitch. Yeah, yeah, Clowny here. Yeah, we got to get that guy's fucking monthly dues. I'll tell you that. But whatever, we'll let him slide this month. But uh, so yeah, I mean those guys got in there because you know they they talk to Dom pretty pretty not not daily, but you know Dom's in our Slack channel, so he'll pop in with like notifications and updates about the next MSPH uh, events and what the fuck did I just watch? So that's how they got on his radar and they made it into the event, but there was controversy in this one. There was, so it, it was, it was going back and forth. So they all start in the ring and they're, everybody's beating the shit out of each other. And eventually somebody runs down and grabs the ladder from underneath the ring. And it takes a while. Like they set the ladder up, somebody climbs up it and starts unhooking the briefcase and it seems like the briefcase is very tricky to open because it takes a very long time for anything to happen. <laughs> and somebody will always either like start fisting the person on the ladder to knock them off or they tip the ladder over. It always seems like somebody's about to win and then the ladder gets tipped over. But yeah, it looks like it looks like based on like how long it takes them to unhook the belt or the briefcase at the top of the ladder that there's like a fucking 10 digit combination lock up yeah. there. Yeah. It's like cracking a safe. And <laughs> a little bit of controversy in the chat section because Dominic ended up winning. The guy who puts the event together, Dom won. So people were like, boo, inside job, inside job. And I know I'm the only person who knows other than Shuddy, and Shuddy's not here. So I know Dom pretty well. Dom would never, He's even if he could, guy. You, can't, you can't like program... He just creates characters and sets it on auto. So the, the computer just randomly picks winners and generates an outcome. I don't think there's a way to like set that up, but then be like, but secretly just make, make me win. 
It's just <laughs> you either script the be... whole thing or the computer handles it. And the computer handled it. Uh, Dominic had a one in eight chance of winning, and he got it. Dom has done such a good job organizing this and setting it up that I can't imagine he would do the extremely lame thing of putting himself in a match and having himself win on purpose. No, Dominic has way more integrity, especially with this. This is Dom's baby. Yeah. Like, Dom was doing this in, in high school before I even knew him. If anything, I would want him to not be a part of it so we don't have that, that, inner, that, that outcome again. But he's got the belt. He's got to defend it. No, I like seeing Dominic in it. It's very funny seeing him in those white sunglasses and his 311 shirt just fucking trouncing people. Fucking flip-flops and cargo shorts. (laughs) (laughs) He's going fucking, going boating. (laughs) So that brings us to the 30-man Royal Rumble match. 30 people are entered every, he changes so every 30 seconds a new person is introduced and if you leave the ring, if you get thrown out and your feet touch the ground, you are instantly eliminated. So there were three su- surprise Puminati entrants. Bucci's, Lowman19, and DeWitt uh, were the three chosen. Uh, I don't know, some interesting people were Marshmallow Man came in, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, Shaquille O'Neal was in there <laughs> fucking people up for a little bit. Jeff had a new look. Jeff had like a poncho. Jeff, yep. we, we're all waiting because, you know, it's when they're like a new opponent is about to enter. Everybody gets excited. Like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Jeff runs out, a newly redesigned Jeff, so it looks even more like him, gets in the ring and immediately starts slapping his ass and spinning in circles. They're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I was doing the happy Gilmore riding the bull dance. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the dragon's here. Whap, whap, whap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I but, got the luck of the draw again. I was a 26th uh, entrant into the into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you came in late, which usually uh, gives you good odds. But Jeff Jeff got taken out. Who took you out? Was it fucking Apollo Creed? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Apollo. And Creed, I was the one who looked pushed awesome. for Apollo Creed to be in the Royal Rumble. It's like I like I got this guy into the party and he fucked my girlfriend. Yeah, I said fuck I'm your good. white privilege, bitch. <laughs> I will. Love Apollo Creed, one of my favorite movie characters ever. So yeah, he 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 fucked you up pretty good and, and threw you over. Uh, let's see, Carrie Ewells was in there as his character from The Princess Bride. A lot of you know, my, obviously myself, Shuddy, some other MSPH staples. But when it came down to it, the final four, I think, or no, it was Blippy. Apollo Creed and Lion-O. And Jeff was really bummed out because he doesn't know who Lion-O is. Blippy made it in because I dressed up as Blippy for Halloween because he's been a staple on the Ellis show ever since we found out that he uh, pooped on his friend. By the way, I also have to give a shout-out to Ginger and Juice because he's the one who turned me on to Blippy. He's like, you got to see this annoying son of a bitch. It is horrible. And I watched some of his videos, and I was like, this guy is an abomination. He is a a sad excuse for a human being, and he needs to be made fun of. So we started making fun of him on the Ella show, and people are like, hey, you know this guy one one time took a shit on his friend? And we found the video. So I dressed up as Blippi for Halloween as like a show reference, and I painted like brown poop all over my butt. 
So Dom threw him in there, along with Lionel, who Jeff doesn't know who Lionel is. Nope. Thundercats. I I'm I'm too young for that or I don't know. I I didn't watch Thundercats. Thunder, 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 Thundercats. Ho Yeah. No. Nah. Blank looks from yeah. Jeff. Pretty lame. I gotta say though, I hate the, cats. The Lion O character looked awesome. Like that was yeah. a crazy, crazy custom character job for that for that wrestling game. Looks so much like the cartoon character. Um, so Blippy and Lion O instantly teamed up in an act of racism and threw Apollo Creed out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, obvious act of racism. And Blippy ended up winning to once again. Now while we're all watching this, like myself, Jeff, Shuddy. And a fuckload of people from the Puminati. Dominic is has a microphone and he's announcing it. And we're all just drinking and cracking jokes and talking in the chat section through the entire thing. When Blippy ended up winning the Royal Rumble, people were bummed. Like, oh, yeah, fuck they- Blippy, fuck Blippy. Which leads me to this next note here from Dominic in this rundown. After the match, Blippy is attacked in the parking lot by a mysterious <laughs> entity wearing a steel black mask and holding a steel baseball bat. Blippy gets hit in the jaw by the bat and gets powerbombed through the windshield of a car. Blippy is out of action for six to nine months, and his attacker will be replacing him in the main event of MSBH Wrestling 4 for the World Heavyweight Championship. So, little tease of things to come, and Dominic giving the viewers what, what they want instantly just crippled Blippy after his win, his controversial <laughs> win. Wow. Well, the listeners got what they were asking for. I I, I feel like we sh- we should have just played it out. Like, those are the breaks. Blippy won. Fuck yeah. us, I guess. Yep. I mean, I wasn't happy about Skeletor whooping my ass, but what do you want me to do? <laughs> and then the main event of the night, was the Fatal Five-Way First Blood Elimination for the inaugural MSPH Television Championship, which was Kevin Kraft versus Shuddy Boy versus Jeff Clark versus the Mighty Boognish versus Arts, a.k.a. a real true stoner. Uh, I was in my pubic zirconia pro wrestling alter ego costume. Shuddy Boy was in this sexy Samoan fishnet outfit or some shit everybody everybody was just calling him sexy shuddy yeah he kind of looked like uh looked like one of Vito's alter egos and and sopranos when he's going to the gay bar jeff you also had like some sexy alternate costume you look like you were in bondage gear or some shit yeah i had a very oriental inspired uh get up a lot of a lot of dragon regalia Boognish looked like Boognish, and Arts, holy fucking shit, looked exactly like Arts. I thought Arts and Big Sexy had the best likeness out yeah. of all the uh, Puminati that were dropped into this. Like, everybody looks good. Everybody looks like themselves, but... Arts was weird. The Arts one was, like, f- it was almost freaky like on, they, the, on point. Yeah, it was almost like they programmed Arts in the original game, and he wasn't a custom character. It was a slim down arts. It was arts on slim fast, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that the the terms with that match is the second anybody bleeds, they're eliminated. And yeah. I think my bitch ass was instantly eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Much like the Kevin in real life, uh, blood was drawn very quickly. 
Yeah, but I feel like so there was a while from you to the next guy, but then I feel like when the next guy got bloody, then just like three got knocked down pretty fast. Yeah, there was a lot of crotch punches. Uh, pu- <laughs> pu- yeah. Pubic zirconia first first gone. Uh, Should he bit me? He bit you? Shuddy's character bit mine, yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that part. <laughs> no, I'm just making it up. Oh. Uh, let's see. Um, I think Shuddy was eliminated by Arts after that. And then I think Jeff got eliminated. And then it was Arts versus Boognish. And Arts, Arts took it. A real true stoner is the f- winner and first ever MSPH television champion. Did the same guy attack him, or that attacked Blippi attack him? Is is Arts no longer in uh, the MSPH wrestling? I don't think so. I think I think Arts is okay, but we don't know who that mysterious hooded figure is. So Arts could have just been, you know, drunk off victory and just attacked Blippi. <laughs> we don't we don't know. It's going to be He's revealed in the next, Empire business. Yeah, it's going to be revealed in the next the next entry. So. Stay tuned to that and, you know, follow Dom on Twitch, DomV311. And we'll, of course, promote the next one when it comes out. But, fuck, everybody that joins up is just... Like, people were saying that their faces hurt from laughing so much during it. It is a fucking great way to spend your night. Just grab grab a mixed drink, grab some beer, and we're all there in the chat section just fucking around, cracking jokes, and it's great. It really is such a fun time. Shout out to Dominic and all the hard work he put into making it. Uh, I know it's it's a it's a labor of love for him, but it's still very time consuming. So, shout out to Dom. Do you know when the next one's going to be? Or uh, that, I don't think it's been announced gonna yet. Just going to be a next one. I know. I know there is one. Maybe in June. Cool. Oh, I gotta turn the lights on. Getting a little dark in here. Uh, Are you on your new computer? Or are you still on the old one? I'm still on the old one for now. This is my PC. I did get a new Mac. Just because all the videos making for Patreon, that Mac, seriously, I know I've been complaining about it for years, but it basically is just a screensaver. Like, all it does <laughs> is makes that color pinwheel that spins in circles, a.k.a. not responding. Sometimes it would take 15 minutes from that thing to wake up out of sleep mode. Then when I go to type the password in to unlock it, each keystroke needed like a five-minute breather between each one. Dude, it was a fucking nightmare. You did like 40 Kevin nerd holes on that fucking thing. I could I, I would have killed myself. That thing has been a train wreck for years now, and I've just been powering through because I just don't want to, you know, buy a new computer. Every time it's just like, ah, it's such a big investment. I can suffer a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And I I reached my fucking breaking point. It was too much. It takes so goddamn long. And then when you open up iMovie to edit all that stuff, every mouse click Mm -hmm. grinds to a screeching halt. And I looked up to see when I bought that one because I'm like, man, it has to be like six years at this point. Four years. I've had it for four years. And I feel like for years I've been complaining about it. That means it only had like six good months before it turned into a pile of shit. See, yeah, I feel like a lot of this is user error because I have a MacBook Air, which isn't as as good as your last computer. 
and I run a lot of Adobe Creative software off of it. I have Final Cut Pro. And it works fine? Um, what's up? And it works fine? Yeah, it still works. I mean, it's a, it's not as fast as I would like that to be, but it's also, it doesn't have the computing power to even handle those those creative softwares in the first place. So I'm kind of lucky that it's running this well and and, and still, uh, still alive. But you just got to do better of like, organizing the so the data like as you're doing it and like clearing the files that you don't need and emptying the trash like when i opened up your computer it was a i think you have 500 gigabytes of storage in your old computer and it was all full like it was you couldn't fit anything else in the computer so it did fill it, up because i realized that every time i backed my phone up it saved every single thing every time so it wasn't yeah. like erasing the old one so I did find a way to clear clear space out, and I, f I freed up like 200 gigs, and it still ran like a pile of shit. It didn't improve the performance of it th th at all. So I don't know. I, 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 and believe me, I'm not insane enough to where I can't pull myself out of this situation and look at it objectively and be like, yeah, this has to be user error. But it's not like I go, I wake up every morning, open the computer, and go to virus.com and like, ah, what can I download from here today? Like I just... I just do my shit. Yeah. It sounds like a big issue you had was like whatever, the, I guess the iCloud syncing before you adjusted it. You know, that's something that will fuck up that. I know that fucked up my computer. Like it would just randomly just like download all the shit from my phone because like my iCloud, you know, password was connected the two and it slowed my shit down. But I figured it out and my MacBook Air is still going. But dude, getting a nice computer is a good feeling, especially when you're using creative software. I oh couldn't imagine. You doing those no those nerd holes with that fucking rainbow wheel, dude? I can, it's, it's it's insane. the 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 way I'm cranking out videos now is it's like a peaceful process. I actually enjoy it. Yeah, I don't get PTSD so you, from making videos anymore. So the MacBook do you have? Does it have like the new USB C ports? Whoa! Your microphone just exploded. Sorry. Ugh. Am I okay? Now you're super quiet. Am I better? Am I fine? Am I okay? Uh, you're getting better. Talk again. Hello, hello, hello. All right, yeah, you sound like you're back. I'm yeah, weird. I got I got one of the new cool MacBooks, so it has like that little like light up bar on the keyboard. Touch bar. Yeah, I like those. That They're thing's cool. kind of neat. Mm -hmm. The one thing that so sucks you... dick about it is it doesn't have any USB slots, and it has no disk drive. Yeah, you got to get a, a dongle. I know. It's like, oh, come on. Why do I have to have a dongle hanging off of it? You can't throw me two USB ports. Like, I, you have to, like, cheapen your product by having, like, a mandatory dongle hanging off of it. A dangling dongle. That's the thing that's, that's frustrating about that is I don't mind the USB-C ports. And I think they, I don't know, I just think it, it is a better technology altogether. But it's like... All of Apple's products aren't synced up with that technology, so it's so you have to buy a dongle. Yeah, and, like, and it charges. They don't give you a choice. Which it charges weird. through the US the USB C, like the Lightning port. Right. So, the the cable they give you is six feet. Which that's a lot. No, no, not at all. Like the so you know my apartment layout the. Nearest plug to me is behind my exercise bike in the corner. So I have to... No, it's not, you dumbass. 
There's a power surge on the other side of your dining room table you should use. No, I'm talking about my living room. Oh, only uh, yeah, okay. I th- I thought you meant closest to you where you're sitting. So I, I can't you. even get it to where the couch is. I have to move the coffee table all the way to the side of the couch and then like sit at the edge of the couch and lean over to be on it. I ordered an extension, but it's like, come on, man, give me at l- if at least give me a dongle if I need a dongle. Don't make me buy an extra dongle and a fucking tiny ass little charging cable. I'm 100 percent uh, in agreement with you on that. Th- these things should come with it, and it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, nothing really to watch this week. I was like, even if something stupid came out, I was willing to watch whatever shitty new movie hit Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime. But I didn't see anything. I know yeah, there's we're some, in a bit of a dead period. It would appear. I saw a billboard. There's like a new Kumail Nanjiani movie coming out to Netflix in like a week and a half or so. But. I did watch. I watched Jerry Seinfeld's new special, Twenty Three Hours to Kill. I tried. weren't a fan. Uh, uh, I liked his his previous one. I I don't really like Jerry Seinfeld that much. I don't I don't think he's that funny. Um, but I liked his last special honestly. But this one, it was probably one of those situations where I just wasn't uh, I wasn't awake enough and I fell asleep pretty early. So I'm gonna get back into it. But I mean, if you like Jerry Seinfeld, you'll like this shit based on what I could tell. How did you feel about it? Did you not like the Seinfeld TV show? Or just, you're not a fan of his stand-up? No, I, w- I've never, I was never a fan of the Seinfeld TV show. See, I, was, I wasn't a fan of Seinfeld until I went to college, and my roommate was really into him. And we, had, we were in this nice spot of Pennsylvania where we had two competing uh, television stations. So we were all obsessed with The Simpsons. And the we the the rerun block of The Simpsons before primetime new episode TV started at like eight o'clock or whatever. Between the two stations, we got an hour and a half of The Simpsons every night, and we called it church. So we were like, "Oh, what are we eating during church tonight?" Like everybody came to our room and we would watch Simpsons for ninety minutes. <laughs> you fucking losers! <laughs> and then Seinfeld would come on, and I never got into Seinfeld until it was on because my roommate liked it, and then I became like really into it, and I was like, "Wow, what?" the fuck was i thinking not watching this so i i love seinfeld and i love his stand-up and i feel like this special was good it wasn't necessarily great but the first half was noticeably strong like super strong i was laughing out loud many moments during the first half second half was good and it was clever and i liked it but I don't know. I feel like if you like Seinfeld, it's you know it's his first special in forever. So you know it's it's new Seinfeld. I could I could watch Seinfeld do fucking five minutes on Vegas buffets. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I don't, I don't hate that. And you, he had he had a red or excuse me he had a residency there right so he probably knows what he's talking about. Did he? I thought I thought Seinfeld had a Las Vegas residency right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't keep track of Vegas residencies too closely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm going to Ce- Google it right now. But, I know uh, Celine Dion had one, and she has like a magical room that has misters so the desert air doesn't dry her vocal cords out. Everybody knows uh, Carrot Top. You Lady know, you Gaga. Got the, you got the magicians. Lady Gaga, Britney Spears had one. Uh, about the Vegas show. It would appear that it was in it, Caesars. Man. No shit. 
or is in Caesars. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a fucking icon. I, I feel weird um, telling people I didn't watch Seinfeld because almost every if someone asks you if you watch Seinfeld, they're usually going to follow it up with, oh, man, it's fucking awesome. Like, God, I love Seinfeld, right? So I always I feel weird saying no because – I don't know. I just feel like it's a weak spot in my in my uh, I don't know my entertainment portfolio, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I feel like everyone. R.I.P. Um, Jerry Stiller, aka yeah. Frank Costanza. Yeah, pour some liquor out. A legend, if you will. Yeah, true legend. Um, yeah, I liked him in King so of yeah, Queens as well. So yeah, I feel weird about it. But about saying I don't love Seinfeld. Oh well. You know, can't I like just every saw this, uh, my bad, dude. I keep cutting you off. No, what's up? Go for it. I was saying, I, I just saw this new uh, movie that hit the Netflix stream. I would assume this past weekend. It's called John Henry. It's called. Um, it's about a reformed LA gang member upending his peaceful new life when he steps in to protect two young immigrants from his violent former leader. Uh, the cast is Terry Crews. Ludacris and Jamila Velasquez. Will Forbes is the director. It's only an hour and a half, but it's trending on on Netflix. I, I was wondering if you heard anything about this. No. Looks like it's going to be an action movie. It's Terry Crews holding a sledgehammer. Man, I mean that could be sweet. Terry Crews to me at this point is just Terry from what's it called? Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. What's his character like in that? Is it like a big, lovable yeah. goof? Yes. And he's always See, making his titties bounce. Everything. I know, yeah. Like, dude, you Pretty got much. muscles. Let's use them in one action movie. Like, fuck yeah, some if, shit if, up. If Terry Crews, if he's going to be out there just like popping people's heads like cantaloupes with a fucking sledgehammer, I'm into that. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, that, that's like the only thing that I've seen that I've been somewhat interested in. The only other shit that I've been, I, the only thing I've been watching is The Last Dance, and this upcoming weekend is going to be the final uh, night of The Last Dance. So, well, let's take a listen to some. Uh, oh, hey, what happened? Uh oh. Oh no! Got to buy a new iPad now. <gasps> what happened? We tested the iPad. Yeah. The theme song played from it. Voicemails, yay! Phew. All right, just had to force quit the app. Pack a bowl, and we are back. Okay, let's hear from some humans. What's up, fellas? Nat King Swole checking in here from South Florida. I am uh, many episodes behind because I haven't really been in the car a lot driving to work, but. uh, just finished up the episode where Shuddy was talking about playing beer pong with his kids, and it got me thinking about the college days. So in New England, we used to call it Beirut, not beer pong. But we invented a uh, <laughs> a game called Gayroot. So we'd set up, it was a two-on-two game. Each person had a six-cup pyramid in front of them. But the back middle cup on your pyramid was a full beer. And that was the last cup that had to go out. So as you're playing, anytime someone sunk that full beer, you had to chug the full beer, and that cup stayed in the play until it was the last cup in the game. Jesus. And we had some fun times playing that game, some very blurry memories. Pretty much every time someone <laughs> would end up throwing up from playing that game, but 
Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Fuck. That whole talking about playing beer pong brought back some memories, man. I, I couldn't help but think about Gary. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for what you've done. Keep up the good work. Hope you all are staying safe. See you soon. Nice. Thanks, Nat King Swole. Fuck yeah. I w- that's sounds like a badass drinking name uh drinking game. They should have came up with a better name for it. That sounds I mean you can't you can play beer pong all night. I don't think you could play gay root all night. We played this thing, a version of beer pong called flip pong, and it was like the not dangerous, but like the heaviest and best drinking game that I ever played. And that's a two on two game. And you start, you have a line of three cups in front of you, and your partner is on the opposite corner, but on the same side of the table. And he also has three ball or uh, three cups. And you, you use a whole beer among the three cups, and it's rapid fire. You got to shoot it. Uh, and if you make it, they, they, they chug the beer and then flip it. You know, like fl- it's a combination of a beer pong and flip cup. And me and my buddy won 15 games in a row in 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. So I drank 15 beers in 45 minutes. Uh, that came up. That came up. Oh, yeah. How, how soon after were you barfing? I, I Probably like 10 minutes. Like it, it got to a, like my barf wasn't even like I'm fucked up. Like, you know, I'm fucked up. I'm sick barf. It was like. I have too much fluid in me. I gotta. I got. I can't keep. I can't retain all this. Were you able to hang afterwards, or were you done for the night? Was it a boot? No, I, I was able to hang. Like I was able to hang afterwards. I I just chilled and like sipped on beers. I was done playing at that point. But I like. I stayed in the party. But like, yeah, the immediate puke was just like, oh my god, I have too much like fluid in my system. Oh, I'm full. Like I'm not. I'm not bullshitting. Like I. I got fucking wasted like the alcohol hit me like an hour after <laughs> half an hour after but yeah the initial puke was just like so much beer and the other one that stands out to me is connectors and i'm not gonna explain it but it's it's another intense drinking game what's the most intense drinking game that you played oh man i mean we never strayed too far outside of like asshole flip cup oh and beer pong and then, you know, we were big on funneling as well. Yeah. I love the dizzy bat. I, I wouldn't fuck with dizzy bats. I get dizzy too easily. But we were big <laughs> We were big on, on funneling drinks. And I remember one time my one buddy got an apartment kind of like in the center of town one year. So we would do our off-campus partying there. And our friend Bon Bon, we always tried to get him to funnel a beer. And he would never do it. And one night he was just like, ah, you know what, today I'm going to funnel a beer. So it was like all hyped up and everybody in our group of friends wanted to watch it. And we go in the kitchen and we pour the funnel and we get it all set up for him. And I don't think, like, do you even remember the first time you funneled a beer? Like you kind of don't know what to ex- expect. It can be like a little intense at first because you want to no. like just chug I know his- what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. So he gets the tube, unfolds it, holds it up, and I he did not expect what was coming. He instantly <laughs> pulled the fucking tube away, 
didn't even think to refold it, so the rest of the beer just shot all over the kitchen, and then he puked in the sink. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I used to love the funnel, the dizzy bag. You know who was a really good uh, funneler? 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 Kwame. Kwame really doesn't, I mean, this this isn't very shocking, especially if you know him or met him. He doesn't drink beer, really. But he would like to funnel beer. Like he could, he could funnel beer fast as fuck. It was weird. It was like a weird dynamic. But he's one of the faster uh, beer funnelers that we had in our little group. Yeah, I was, I was up there. But yeah, there were definitely people, people that smoked me, and I'm sure, I'm sure Kwame I mean, is one of them. I just wanted to get it all down. That was my, that was my concern. I always did. So whatever. Uh oh, it looks like. Nat King Swole called in again. Maybe forgot something. Hey, fellas, Nat King Swole, one more time here. Also, like an episode or two ago that I just listened to, you guys were talking about the uh, the Spencer movie or whatever. So I'm going to preface this with saying I will never watch that movie, ever. Oh, that Spencer Confidential. Terrible. Woof. Woosh. Brutal. Because Spencer series is one of my favorite book series of all time. Wait, that's based on a book series? Interesting. Huh. Albert B. Parker started that series in the mid-70s, and he wrote it all up to the time he died in the early 2000s, I think. And his literary agent finished up the book that he died while writing, and another guy was chosen to continue writing it. I think they got over 50 books at this time, and I fucking love them. Um, from Boston originally, and Robert Parker was known as like an encyclopedia of Boston. So every single book that he wrote, like, had all the hot spots in Boston at the time, was dealing with, like, Boston politics at the time. You know, a lot of the early books had, like, the, uh, uh, whatever, fuck, the, the bad area of Boston at the time, the combat zone. Like, he just tapped into the blood of Boston. So that's why the movie was so, like, overly Boston. But, you know, Spencer was described as, like, six foot four, former boxer, failed out of the state police, became a private eye. Uh, his buddy Hawk was describing like the black equivalent of him, like this just stud ladies man. He could drink champagne all day and just be like on top of it all the time. A man with a gun all the time. Uh, I, I can't watch the movie because I've just heard so many bad reviews about it. It's uh, it's a shame to me because Spencer that series is incredible. If you get a chance, go back and read some of the books. You know they're two to three hundred pages long. They're not big reads. There you go, Jeff. Know, You're looking you know, for books. A lot of you guys aren't big Boston fans, but it reminds me of all the stories that my grandfather used to tell, uh, tell me about being a defense attorney in Boston, all the low life he used to defend and shit. So that's why the movie was so overly Boston, because Spencer was overly Boston. So I will not watch that bucket of shit movie with Mark Wahlberg. He's like five foot six trying to play a guy that's like six foot four. <laughs> that's a plot hole. Um, it's kind of like. Uh, Tom Cruise trying to play Reacher. Reacher's always described as a six foot four, two hundred eighty five pound guy. And you got little ass Tom Cruise trying to play this guy that's on the screen. So trying to give a little defense to the character of Spencer, not that bucket of shit movie that they put out. So that's all I got. Sorry. I've been drinking tequila all night. You guys nice. uh keep it up. Love you guys. Thanks. Fuck yeah. So thanks, dude. The the proper Spencer that I'm envisioning is like a Vince Vaughn. Right? He's a bigger dude. Handle looks like he can handle himself in a fight. I think Vince Vaughn looks like he can handle himself in a fight. Definitely a bigger dude. I mean he's tall. 
But I don't look at Vince Vaughn and see a scrapper. Maybe I need to watch that Prison Break movie he did. Huh. I'll tell you what, Nat King Swole just sold the fuck out of Spencer Confidential book series. That was actually a really good like uh, preview. I'm sort of picturing like uh, a minute bowl for Spencer. What? Minute bowl? Are you fucking kidding me? Tall, right? That guy's like, he's like seven eight. Do you even know what you're talking about? That yeah. Guy, there's no way that guy could fight. He's very tall. Yeah, but it's like, it's gross. It's not. It's not like a. I don't know, like 6'4 is tall, but uh, like Manute Bull doesn't get chicks. Like that's how tall he is. 6'4 is a guy that's pulling down some some sick chicks if he's, <laughs> as long as he's well put together. I don't know. The, 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 uh, the series, the Spencer Confidential book series that Nat King swole, just sold sounded pretty fucking interesting. Sounds like they should do like a, uh, like a series, like a television series instead of like a fucking two-hour movie. I'm sure I'm sure it'll end up on Amazon at some point. Doesn't it just sound like an Amazon series? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Get John Krasinski to play that too. <laughs> he's the he's the Amazon uh starlet. All right, so here is the person who called in before that we tried to answer. Uh but couldn't. So let's see what they yeah. wanted to say. No! Traffic's clear! Ladies and gentlemen! Oh yes, you already know what kind it is. Joey, sweet stone. Oh no, there's somebody here. Frank, what's going on, bro? <laughs> I'm not at work. Didn't work. So it sounds like a, a butt dial kind of. What, what was that? I don't. Know. That I was Arts, that I think. What? Okay. I think that was Arts trying to flex that he won. Because that, like, when I tried to answer it, it was like you have a call from, and then that was like that dark dog barking thing that Arts did. Is that like an a uh, a custom arts thing? I, I'm I I I don't know. I didn't hear arts there, but if you said, I believe you. I, that I giggle at I the end it for sure well. sounded like arts. But he called back and left a voicemail that he didn't get distracted on. Let's try this again. The champ, baby. Sweet Joe Stone in the motherfucking building, and my back. Oh yeah, that's I'm arts. Wearing this big shiny belt all day. And getting my dick sucked by all these bitches. Woo! You already know what it is. Next week, when I come back, I'm going to get it again. It's going to be the two-time champion. I don't care what Shuddy has to say about it. I don't care what Kevin has to say. And you know I don't care what Juki Boy the Cockstester has to say about it. Because he ain't <laughs> got nothing to say. Except, because his mouth is full of dicks. So, ladies and gentlemen, when I make my return to the ring... Man, Art's cutting a promo. He's almost turning into like a, a televangelist. I think. Yeah. So I, I think says to the Lord, I will be wearing a new outfit. Me and the commissioner are working together because a champion should look like a champion. Woo! Sweet Joey Stone is coming back, and it's gonna be the two-time baby. Woo! Well, I'm glad Nikki to see Art's pumped on this. Escort him out to the ring. <laughs> We, let's see if we can get Arts to make Nikki Dabs as a manager. Yeah, I don't even know if that's or, uh, that's. Dom. I don't know if that's an option in it, but I'm sure I'm sure Dom would be into it if it's if that's in the cards. That's yeah, a possibility. Is there any way the manager could just be taking bong rips outside the <laughs> ring? <laughs> yeah, if you could cu- customize things that, like, 
like that detailed where Arts is just like the announcer like calls him to the ring and then nobody walks out and they cut the backstage and he's given the camera like a one minute sign while he like yeah. blow he's torches for his dab rig to heat up. Yeah, he's blow torching his dab rig like oh, one second, one second. And here he comes. What they call him? What the announcer call him? Like Joe Stone? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was his nickname, Joe like, Stone. There's got to be some sort of noises that it can't make. It can't. Yeah, because it's full on introduces the announcer introduces Jeff, the Dragon, Clark, and then for Shuddy they have to go Shud, E boy. <laughs> but there's like I I feel like there's some words sounds that they never pre-programmed so Dom has to like change them. You like, think he can't get all of the uh or a, a real true stoner in there? Like it probably doesn't probably fit. Probably not. Yeah. Uh. Like uh I remember Bonesy had to be intro- introduced as Boon Z. <laughs> it's like a two-parter. He had actually his character looked pretty uh, similar to his likeness based on the yeah. Facebook photos that I've seen. Yeah, agreed. Uh, well, I think that's it, friends. So thank yeah. you for listening. Uh, Shuddy will be back next week, and if uh, you need more MSPH in your life, please go to Patreon.com/slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. We have two different tiers you can sign up for and get a whole bunch of content that we're updating regularly. We're trying to crank out extra shit during quarantine just so people have a little bit more stuff to keep them company and keep you sane while we ride this shit out and come out the other side, hopefully uh, stronger than when we went in. And uh, if you want to be a part of Voicemails Yay, just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. You can also send your emails to madscientist at riotcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Jeff R. Records. At Shuddy Boy. <laughs> and at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We also got a Facebook page and shit and YouTube channel and all that, uh, all that flippity flappity nonsense. So yeah. uh, thanks again for listening. And until yeah, wait, next time, do, oh, 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 I was going to say, do me a favor and download and subscribe to my uh, Fade the Media podcast where I talk about mostly sports and pop culture. It's been a lot more pop culture recently uh, because there's no sports going on. So this week we're definitely going to talk about the last dance. We're going to talk about the NFL cucking the NBA during Christmas. And uh, I'm going to try to get my little cousin on uh, to do a Skype interview. Um, my little cousin oh, the just got selected for U.S. Uh, snow, the U.S. snowboarding team. He's going pro for snowboarding. No shit. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's competing for the Olympics too, hopefully. Uh, you know, Chloe Kim, the, uh, yeah. the snowboarding gold medalist, she connected with him on Instagram Live and like announced that he was part of the team. So Holy pretty shit. exciting. I would Should ask him if he knows Dingo. Him. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he's getting he's getting meetings. He's having meetings right now with like sports uh, sports agents. Uh, oh, the agency Octagon is meeting with him, so it's pretty exciting for him. Um, Fuck yeah, yeah. I know he's been he's been killing, it, and his little brother's been killing it too. And 
snowboarding. So I'm excited for them. So that's what we got on the docket this week. But oh, just well, real right. quick, I wanted to. I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but now I'm glad I caught myself before we were wrapping up. I wanted to pitch something by you and get your thoughts and see if you want to do it. What do you think about doing a snack bracket? AKA, I love it. AKA a snack it. And do we eat our way through this bracket? I mean, we could if you want. I was thinking more or less like you're very good at I don't even know what they call it, making seeds. Yeah, bracketology. You want yeah. me to make a a I bracket f- of snacks and we'll discuss them? Yeah, I feel like I feel like you'd be good at that. Yeah, we can do a snack it. Nice. All right, sweet. We'll find out who is the champion snack. The king of snacks, if you will. It's perfect because we have three three people on the podcast, obviously. You know, Shuddy coming back next week, so there'll be no ties. Fuck yeah. All right, friends, thanks for listening. But until next time, something. Tangled cords. Hey, check, check, check. Okay. Now let's get Skype and Bing Bong Jeff. Ooh. Hey, what's up? What up, dude? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, am I too quiet? No, you actually sound good. All right, cool. Fucking scared me for a second there when I asked if you could hear me and there was like a slight delay. I was like, oh no, oh no. I I don't have the energy to put out fucking technical fires today. No, my my audio usually um, is shitty when we start up. If you remember, and then it just like clicks into gear some somehow. Oh, uh oh, oh! Got to plug the iPad in. Oh. It's you and I, there huh? Yeah. What was that you were drinking? Your Skype censored it, blurred it out. It was just Gatorade. Was it blue? Yeah. <laughs> glacier freeze, homie. <laughs> oh, I can really taste the glaciers. Do you have a favorite Gatorade flavor? No. Um, when I was a kid, you know what I really liked was Gator gum. Oh, I never heard of that. You never got Gatorade gum? No. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was like... At the checkout at every sporting goods store. Well, why why were you there? It's a good question. Oh, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, because I I used to really like rollerblading and shit when I was a teenager. Oh, uh, don't let Jason yeah. Jason Ellis hear about that. Oh, I know. I've I've told him. How did that go over? Uh, I think it's one of those things you just like, yeah. You know what? You look like you were a fucking rollerblader. <laughs> I pulled up an image of gator gum. Yeah, I've never seen this before. Oh, it is delicious. It's 
it it is um, a huge example of the whole gum losing its flavor in like three point five seconds. But man, those three point five seconds are delicious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It really killed it for 3.5 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enough to where I got very excited anytime I got to eat some. It was in a very weird shape, too. I don't know if you could see. It was almost like um, like roofing tiles or some shit. Like, it's got ridges. Yeah, I, I think I'm seeing this. It's almost like uh, kind of like the icebreakers that are in the individual packages, right? Icebreakers, huh? Not, maybe not icebreakers. Um, what's the word? You know they have the gum and eat like in each little plastic pouch. It's almost like a little pocket, and you got to press it through, like the little aluminum. I think so. I don't know. Maybe we're not talking about the same thing. Man, I'm trying to look. I just Google oh, I image gator gum because I want to look at it, and it doesn't look like it's showing the actual individual pieces of yeah. the gum. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm just seeing like the whole pack. So I'm trying to do my best oh, to. I'm gonna add the word unwrapped to it. Oh, nice. Let's see. Nope. Man, lots of just chocolate alligators and Swedish fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's with the chocolate alligators? I don't know. And even candy alligators. Well, I mean, gator. Gator, gator candy. I got you. I got you. Okay. But. Oh, so let me see. I didn't even realize that Gator Gum was discontinued. That's the first result is Gator Gum and seven other discontinued oh, snacks that I wish were still around. I've never seen it, so I knew it was discontinued. I, I'm interested in when it was, like when it, when it was big. Like was I Fuck. ever alive? Man, this would... this website is just a fucking clickbait nightmare remember like in like the aol days if you opened up like a shitty website and you just got like a pop-up war this is yeah. the website version of that there are, i can he, see like three letters of actual text of the article everything else is ads the houstonpress.com yeah these yeah. scumbags hey you guys got enough ad revenue coming in giggle cookies i've never heard of those oh boise's potato chips I never remember, heard of those. I remember the slogan, Oh, Boise's are oh, boisterous. That They never had a chance. I for sure remember that one. Cheez-Its Party Mix. I feel like that was recent. Yeah. Hold well, on, I'm going to Google that shark one. Shark Bites. Oh, I remember Shark Bites. Oh. I like Shark Bites, I think. They're the same thing. Yeah, they were like, um, like gushers, right? But you unwrap you unwrap the the sealed packet, and there was like different, like each shark type had its own flavor and color. See, I only thought there was one shark type, and it was blue, and then there was a yellow like body on the bottom. That's the, that's what I'm envisioning in my head. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm I'm googling it now though. My computer's being fucking lame. Oh man. Shark bite. Of course, someone just got attacked by a shark, so that's every Google result. Shark bites snack. Australians. I feel like Australians, there's like a shark attack in Australia like once a week. Well, then there was the L.A. one over the weekend. Uh, I didn't even hear about that. Okay, yeah, these are Betty Crocker fruit snacks. These are the ones I was thinking of. Yeah, so there was like purple ones and red ones, and then there was like a white one. The white one 
was the one that was my favorite. Um, and sometimes you would open up a pack and you'd get like one white shark, which sucked. And sometimes you would open it up and you'd hit the jackpot and get like five white sharks. I just texted you a link of what I was talking about. I feel like these are just like, these are the gummy sharks that you see like then that are, um, in like the candy stores where you weigh it by the pound. Oh yeah. 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 That's what I thought you were talking no, about. No, these shark right, bites ones were you, you bought at like the grocery store. Did you Google it? Did you Google shark bites snacks? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is. I mean, I'm I'm looking oh, at it now. Man, these were uh, awesome. But I, I I'm not familiar with it. Oh yeah, and then they did the ferocious tiger shark, which was the white shark with like orange ribbons in it. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, I just got your link. See, I feel like the cheese it snack mix is like current. I don't know. I could have swore I saw it recently. Or maybe they do some sort of other variation of that. But it's like Chex Mix, just with a, a cheese, yeah, oh, cheesy uh, flavoring to it. I don't know if I remember this one. Pop Quiz. Q W I Z popcorn. Oh wait. Pop Secret Colored Popcorn. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> okay, what's the yeah, next? Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Butterfinger The next BBs? one, though, is a classic. Do you remember those? Yeah, the next one, the Butterfinger BBs are classics, in my opinion. I, I love those candies. Discontinued in 2006, mm-hmm. the Bart Simpson-backed predecessors today's Butterfinger Minis. Interesting. Yeah, I, I held a candlelight vigil for the Butterfinger BBs in uh, 2006 when they shut them down. <laughs> I was in college. We uh, held a can- candlelight vigil outside my sophomore year dorm. Oh, boy. Okay, these next ones I remember for sure. The Keebler Magic Middles, a shortbread disc filled with fudge. Those me off. Delicious. Did you eat those? No, I'm I'm the snack Somalia, and I I don't know what any of these fucking things or half of these are. I know I've never even seen these. Yeah, you're gonna have to Magic change your name middle. to the snack whippersnapper. The whip the whippersnacker. Because <laughs> you're too young to remember all this OG shit. So it's just like a it's just like a a basic cookie with a with like a a fudge blast in the middle. Yeah, a big thick fudge blast. It was mm. like a, a shortbread. It's almost like a uh, an empanada. Am I saying okay. the right thing? A shortbread and fudge empanada. It's a nice little Keebler fudge pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, Fuck. earlier today I did. Uh, I reviewed the M M&M and M fudge brownie. Wow! Another thing I didn't realize existed. Yeah. Saw them at, uh, recently in my uh, at a CBS, CBS trip. Thought they were good, not as good as the creamy yogurt Skittles, which I was very surprised by because M and M's, I think, are my favorite candy. Yeah, you've mentioned that quite a few times. I find that kind of shocking. It's such a plain snack, you know, just like a thin, flavorless candy coating, and then some like you know, dusty ass middle of the road chocolate. But there's so many variations of it. 
it works in so many different situations, whether it be stocking stuffers, trick or treat baskets at the movies <laughs> while you're watching sports, just, I don't know, on the go, you, it's easier to save. And I mentioned this in the snack attack. So I apologize if I'm, you know, regurgitating things you've already heard, but it's, uh, you can save them. Like whoever saves half a snicker bar or half a Butterfinger, but you can a save sociopath. a half bag of, of M&M's. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh, not, not that I ever do that really. So on the Google image page for the Keebler magic middles, I, I guess at one point they had cheesecake middles. Whoa. And those look delicious. Whoa. I wonder if those still exist. You got to Google image those. Yeah, Ke- I'm going to write middles. Uh, the Keebler company an email, slide in their DMs maybe and tell them to bring back the cheesecake middles. <laughs> uh, All right, I'm dear gonna... Keebler head elf, it's I, <laughs> the snack sommelier, a.k.a. the dragon. Dear Keebler alpha elf, it's me, <laughs> the snack sommelier. Uh, cheesecake medals. See, wait. Oh my goodness! Is there? What? Could these possibly still exist? The first listing is an Instacart listing. Are you talking about the cheesecake medals? Cheesecake, yeah, cheesecake medals. Okay, I'm searching my zip code. We have 19 different retailers in Studio City carrying cheesecake middles. I mean, you have to get them. I'm going to see what where in Long Beach they are. Oh boy. Okay, so let's see. 20 different retailers. Oh. It says they're the only thing I recognize on the available at these stores is Kroger. And Kroger is a division of Ralph's, right? <laughs> yeah, I wonder they if got Ralph's IGA has IGA on here. Key food with a. F- I know. Jesus I feel like these are all like um, Queens bodegas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I used to go to Key Food in college. IGA is like the first ever like grocery store that I remember. Yeah, these are like the parent companies of of grocery stores. Okay, well, I like my luck with Ralph's then. <laughs> Seeing Kroger listed. See, I haven't. I don't. Cheesecake middles. They don't jump out to me, but I just clicked into something at the bottom of this Instacart page. Mint cream middles, and I could have swore I've seen those, but I mm, no, because I would have been middles, more excited huh? for these. I'm going to Ralph's. I'm going to look later. Let's see what these. Oh, okay. So the mint cream middles look very similar to the cheesecake middles. Oh. Oh, and they have, so it's like a little pie. And the mint cream one comes with a chocolate graham pie crust around it. I'm making a really bad decision. I'm going to put my email on this Instacart page, and they're going to take me to the the store that they're at. And you're you're a one email account man, so you're really really playing with fire here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any, uh, what are they called? I lost my EDU. <laughs> Bro, I don't have any uh, burner email accounts. Oh, man. I have way too many burner email accounts. It's at Sprouts Farmer's Market, I think. Sprouts. 
that I know where that is, that I know where that is in my in my area. So if you've never heard of it, it sucks for you. Well, it doesn't matter in your case, but I, I know where that is. Man, I check that out. I just want to eat magic middles and watch gummy bears right now for some reason. Wait, you said eat magic middles and watch gummy bears? Yeah. Did you ever see the gummy bears cartoon? No. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Man, I'm coming off like a little, real lame. Are we recording? Is this the Easter egg? Oh, yeah. Coming yeah. off like a real fucking loser in this Fif- Easter egg. 15 I don't know any minutes of, classics. Of, of snack reminiscing. Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. 85 to 91. Yeah. It's born in '86, but I don't, I don't remember this. I only eat gummy bears, and they had like a. It was almost like fantasy. I don't remember a ton of it. I remember the theme song vividly, and I remember that they drank like a gummy juice that would make them bounce all over the place. And I always imagined that the gummy juice was delicious. Yeah, I mean that's the impression that it sounded like it gave. Mm-hmm. You know Willy Wonka, the you know the Willy Wonka movie, um, and they're they're in the, the the big candy room, and Augustus goes in the chocolate river and gets stuck in the 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 whatever the, oh, yeah. the suction tube. Yeah. The the one piece of candy that always excited me the most for whatever reason was always that big ass gummy bear that I think the little uh, cowboy kid got his hands on. Yeah, it was I, just like a flash of it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of candies, but that was the one. I I I just want like a big gummy. I I like gummy bears a lot. I know, but like you know what a gummy bear tastes like. There were so many things that they were eating in that scene that like, like I wonder what that tastes like. I wonder what that tastes like. And you were just like, gummy bears are tried and true. I want the big one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you guys have any M and M's in here or what? <laughs> yeah. I I was always like the ones that I wanted to try was I remember there was like this big red toadstool and the white spots on it were cream. Yes. And one kid just like scoops the cream up with his hand and eats it. I wanted to try that cream. Yeah, me too. I, that's the other one I wanted. It had to be some sort of like Cool Whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But probably the best tasting Cool Whip in the world. The leaves, for some reason, I wanted to try. And when Willy Wonka drinks out of that like buttercup teacup thing, and then he eats the cup, I wanted to eat the cup. Yeah, my thought was just to hang on to one of those gummy bears and just take it on the little uh, <laughs> the little boat with me and just like gnaw on it. Yeah. Oh, you pussies can take that big scary boat. I'm just gonna make a raft out of these twelve gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> that tunnel looks scary. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> fucking brave the chocolate river wild myself. <laughs> yeah, fuck that tunnel. I'm taking the chocolate rapids. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh let's see. Can you hear this? Again. Well shit. I hope I hope the Pumanani did their uh their their associate producing part this week. With some voicemails and emails. There's not yeah. a lot of culture to riff on. Yeah, we just blew our load on with snack talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my only topic. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's take a shot at it then.
from Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour.